0: And welcome to The Nightcap. Uh, ask us anything 13, 12, uh, every... I should always check before we do it. I never know. Never know. Yeah, I don't know. I lost
1: track <laughs> ages ago. I, whatever you tell me, I'll believe you.
0: Yeah, exactly, mate. Um, yeah, coming up towards sort of the end of April now and suddenly Salt's opening in a couple of weeks. You excited?
1: Yeah, it's a month today as us recording today, the 21st. Yeah. It's um, yeah, open. Yeah, it's good. Bookings are looking good. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, it's frustrating that, um, you know, we can't give away... Like twos just sell, basically, and then everybody wants twos. And then, um, yeah, unfortunately, you just can't do it. And then because until we can afford to get a refurb, um, we can't change our tables. And we've got a lot of tables that are fixed as fours.
0: Yeah, cool. And,
1: you know, we lose lose money. Uh, We just need a more flexible system where we can spread the tables between twos and fours. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because of what we just... I think we've got three, three twos. That's it on a service with social it and You just can't, yeah, yeah. You can just fill up straight away. So yeah, we want to get you away might from take that. A couple
0: of tables out as well for social distancing. I guess. Yeah, we've gone down from ten to seven. Yeah, it's tough. So, yeah. Like small. You know, lots of small restaurants out there. That is so tough because, you know, three tables sounds like nothing, but for a ten table restaurant, it's a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's thirty percent revenue. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's, yeah, it's a lot. It's tough to, tough to deal with. But yes. do you feel do you feel prepared in other ways, like with the menus and and, and you know staff coming back and seeing each other every day? Like how do you feel about all of that?
1: Um, yeah, it's fine. Um, you know, good amount of staff are in anyway you know, on sort of less hours, cool, but um, yeah, yeah. some of them some of them are off on furlough still. But yeah, it'd be good just to get the get the atmosphere back in the building, and you know some of them That's coming amazing. up with ideas, working on new dishes as well whilst we're doing the takeaway stuff. So yeah, should be able to hit the floor running.
0: Amazing can't wait to come back like so many people uh and thanks so much to everyone who sent in your uh, messages cowboy stories, serial chat we'll get to all of those um serial chat and cowboys later first into the questions some great a great batch this week and we'll kick off with danielle who says if you had a breakaway from michelin to start a super league of restaurants who's in <laughs> your top six great topical question first oh no, brilliant. You believe the actual super league itself mate what oh, a bizarre couple of days. What an unbelievable couple of days.
1: I know. We have, like, we're closed Sunday, Monday, Tuesday here. And me and Jack were saying earlier. <laughs> so since our day's off, yeah. there's been a whole new league start and finish.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, memes. the memes have been great, like tombstones. Like, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Sunday. Yeah. Tuesday, just <laughs> the weirdest thing in the world, and and universally rejected. Literally, yeah. I, don't, I can't tell you anyone I spoke to, um, and it transcended the game of football. Like everyone who, everyone I knew was talking to me about it, and a lot of them didn't like or know football, but they exactly. knew they principally knew that this is not cool.
1: Do, do you think they expected that amount of backlash? No. Or were they just like, yeah, they'll be all right in a week or so, like yeah. when we release this?
0: I, I think that. Obviously, I think that they have like money goggles on. So I think they were like, oh, my God, but the money, oh, my God, but the money. So I think that was their yeah. main motivation. But I think they were probably kidding themselves, regardless of the whole there'll be no relegation, there'll be no, you know, none of that. No, it won't be as competitive I think they were maybe kidding themselves that people want to see Man United versus Barcelona every two weeks yeah no, um, because it's a special occasion yeah, when that, because, those yeah, things happen yeah but I think in their heads they're like oh my god like every week like we'll be spoiled like all these amazing fixtures but you're right it's like um, sort of panning for god, you know that if it, if it happens every week it becomes less and less special. like if you had your birthday every week, like I saw someone yeah. like that. If I had my birthday every two weeks, I'd probably start not giving a shit anymore. Oh totally. Or, and not celebrating it. And maybe not making totally. it, you know. Imagine pretend. if Christmas Day was every week. You'd be yeah, bored. Exactly. Bored as hell. Exactly. Yeah. It's fascinating watching Americans' reaction to it because basically what the Super League model was was moving to exactly how the NBA, the NFL work mm. now. Yeah. So you can't get relegated. There's loads of pointless games. People don't watch a lot of it until it gets to the playoffs. You have scheduled losses because people can't be bothered. Are they best players?
1: And with their their drafting
0: system as well, if anything, the, you they're coming last. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The best player. Loads of Americans couldn't understand why we were so annoyed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just shows you the difference in the mentality and why football is, I guess, so unique. But anyway, going back to Danielle's question, then. So if you had a breakaway from Michelin, had to start a Super League of restaurants. Who's your top six? So I've, I've thought about this quite a lot. Yeah, I thought you would. That's what I, I, to I thought, I can't
1: go in with a top six for two reasons.
0: Yeah. One,
1: because it just, I can't pick the top six restaurants in the UK. It's uh, hard. Yeah, yeah. No, that is uh, hard. And they end up sl- um, pissing someone off. Yeah. And the six that went into the Super League, they're not the top six anyway, are they? No,
0: you're right. Let's they're face it, Arsenal night. and Tottenham,
1: no chance. <laughs> um you know however the, like you know i know that comes down to different things but if you're talking about the top 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 clubs or top teams they're not anywhere near
0: yeah so, um, so you've done this based on not who you think the best six are or the the richest or most famous six you I've kind it. of linked
1: what? the restaurants to the teams oh have you great yeah <laughs> okay, i was actually cool. speaking with jack and brett about it we were having a bit of a laugh
0: okay good.
1: Um, so yeah they, their input has been on this as well so okay. so Arsenal would be, that would be Le Manoir, you know, the French connection. Arsene Wenger, Raymond Blanc, same sort of guy. Yeah, Um, you know, traditional France, they brought brought a lot of France to this country. Um, Yeah, and he, um, Raymond Blanc, changed the way we thought about food and approached food and so did Arsene Wenger. That
0: is great. That is perfect analogy.
1: And then Man City, I'd say someone like, like Cor, you know, it's, it's, Modern, exciting, New. one of the best out there. Yeah. You, know, you know, big investment, doing something incredible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, and then so Manu, I said, uh,
0: I'm interested in as a United fan. Go on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so a, few, a couple of reasons for this. So. Hospital Road, Gordon Ramsay. Right,
0: yeah, yeah. Long
1: time achiever, always been up there, always there, always there at the top. And it's in London where most of the fans are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very good, mate. I like that. That is good. (laughs) Um, um, Tottenham,
1: I chose um, Innocere with Gareth Ward because. Oh, interesting. Why is that? So, Gareth, like, it's a great restaurant, right? And every year. Um, everyone always it's like it's going to get two stars but for no reason you know of his you know it's, it's worthy of it I think we all know that it just doesn't happen and for Tottenham they're always good like players, yeah, just just world class players yeah.
0: and just doesn't
1: just doesn't quite happen but not for their not of their own detriment really I not quite, for their own
0: I quite like yeah. that idea of like Gareth Ward is a bit like the Harry Kane yeah because world like, class like, really like everyone loves him everyone thinks he's brilliant but yeah. doesn't have the trophies in the cabinet. That is, yeah, that is perfect. Yeah, I just just that. on the
1: Michelin, just because it is, it's tipped tipped every year. But you know, it's not through their own failings that they don't get it. It just just doesn't doesn't happen yet. That, that, I that, assume it my, will.
0: That's one of my favourites. That go on. Okay, so who <laughs> have we got left? We've got Liverpool, <laughs> Chelsea.
1: So Chelsea, I chose Hyde. <laughs> okay, so Hyde, like incredible place, yeah. massive. um big restaurant in london it's like two restaurants within one it's basically um bought by a really rich russian guy yeah. <laughs> so he started off i don't know much about him other than he's a russian guy with lots of money put in like a quality team all the best stuff and just yeah. come in and just you know did something exciting
0: nice from nothing that works that works like it last one then liverpool <laughs> and then it.
1: liverpool i've gone for le gavroche oh okay like they
0: they ruled it in the 80s. <laughs> yeah.
1: Absolutely smashed the 80s, but still going strong. Yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's really good. That's- <laughs> I love how much work you put into that. I think we should put this put this up on the socials and see what people make. <laughs> yeah. I love the reasoning. It's so, so good.
1: Yeah, I did I did have a bit of help from Brett and Jack, so it's not just me, so they did...
0: Um, oh, man, did I would, help just, I, I would happily do an hour of you now just doing the rest of the Premier League. That's another <laughs> podcast for another day, but literally, like, your Everton's, West Ham's all the way down. To it. It might be brilliant. <laughs> we could start <laughs> upsetting people. Like. Yeah, we... That's a separate podcast, right? No, all the championship clubs, the, we get down to like League Two, like pubs, Yeah, we could do it. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Well, that's a great question, uh, Danielle, and hopefully that will satisfy your needs as well.
1: Yes, hope so.
0: OK, next one here is from G underscore Child85, who says, should we promote game more in restaurants? Deer, for example, in its many forms is vastly underused, in their opinion, clearly. Uh, what do you make of that? What was that? Is that a, a true statement?
1: I think, yeah, we absolutely should. I think it's really important that we should. Why is um, that? Why is it not all game, but... but uh, sorry, all game, but mainly, mainly deer. Mm. Um, so, like, deer... Venison, to to use that as the main example, is one of the most um, sustainable meats, or it's probably the most sustainable meat we have in the UK. Yeah, and wow. I that's think what, thing, what
0: I don't think many people would know that. No,
1: well, no, these breeds might be don't
0: they? But we don't, we don't really. And, and, know and that's that. the thing; We're like rare. we
1: have, we have to control their numbers. Mm we we have to um so and this was like really highlighted through the lockdown so the past year so most deer meat is sold to restaurants right? 80 odd percent or something like that wow um I- so all restaurants close deer aren't getting shot they're only going to the odd farm shop all of a sudden their numbers because their numbers i think there was an article in the Guardian about it in january and mike uh, mike robinson was doing some stuff from it from the woodsman down the road he um because he he's very knowledgeable about all this, and he was talking in there about how it grows in population like thirty percent every year. Wow! So properly um, controlling then it's like you know, yeah exactly. High. So every winter we have to call the females. It's it's important that we do, or they just start devastating the woodlands, you know, other habitat of other animals. Yeah, and if we're not eating, you know, obviously because we we've not been eating it at home the numbers have just been rising and rising. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really important, you it know. It's, like
0: the, the perfect combination of things, though. You know, they're, they're vastly available in England. Mm. They're, they're well-controlled the majority of the time, and they are delicious. Like, it is the yeah. perfect combination of things, really. There's no sort of... Exactly. really sustainable, so people's, like, conscience is clean.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's not like, oh, squirrel, we should be eating them. Oh, f- <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking horrible. <laughs> oh, not again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <Squirrels laughs> yeah, yeah v- Venice said it is. And, um, you know, it's a really good... Argument into against sort of the ve- the general vegan argument of like we shouldn't be doing anything like that. at all. this is genuinely good for the environment, and yeah. of course they, they will just just take over us, obviously. But they have no predator at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. They're, just... they're top of the food chain, but they're herbivores. Yes, they are. Which yeah. is an unusual thing. What we, um, what are the common cuts in restaurants, and what should we be eating of a of a deer more?
1: Um, well, I actually give my kids it, but they don't know it. Oh, really? In- <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll buy like venison burgers and things like that. and yeah, just, yeah, yeah. you know, a yeah. simple way of getting it into their diet and using it. Yeah. Um, uh, well, most, the more higher-end restaurants will use the saddle, which is the nicer cut. Yeah. Cook pink um i've done quite a lot of recipes in the new book about it actually and writing a lot about this so that's perfect question that you know i've been writing recently about this and you know how important it is to use oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um and it, but the whole whole thing's great You've got the haunch so the haunch can be it could be braised or minced but also you can seam bone it where you take it off the bone but you take all the individual muscles off so you've got different muscles you can use in different ways you can actually use it roast it
0: pink yeah i was, i've had it pink once we had it was by default we we ended up having it for christmas yeah about five six years ago only because we couldn't get a hold of beef fairly last minute and it was really expensive beef and we mm. went to the local farm shop and they had haunches of venison we had that and it was unbelievable and it, you didn't have to roast it for long either it was not, yeah, long, no, not at all. It was incredible absolutely beautiful.
1: Yeah. It's beautiful uh, as a tartar because it's so lean. We do venison tartar a lot here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was what I did for you when you had that barbecue mayonnaise. I think that was venison Absolutely tartar. Absolutely right.
0: Yeah, you're right, yeah.
1: Um, you know, the fillets are great. There's so so much so much you can use it for, so much, and you know, it's traditionally everyone thinks it's really strong mm. and really overbearing, and it's really not, you know, it right. depends how you cook it and what you pair it with, and if you, make, if you, like, braise the haunch and make a sauce with it, it's going to be rich and full of flavour, but if you just pamphlet a saddle, you know, it's quite delicate.
0: I think you're right, I think, because historically, even in, like, good pubs, you know, venison will often be served anyway with really rich... You know berries, Mm. butter, and sauces, and and you associate all of that stuff. So then you go, well, the meat is super, super rich. Then yeah, and because we've sort of seen what it's accompanied by.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because you know we wouldn't if it was only that way, then it wouldn't really work on our menus. Because I like lighter, lighter touch to food, whatever the time of year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So no, I think I think it's a great meat, really versatile, and we should be. You know, if you eat a lot of beef, you know to to reduce the impact of beef farming in the country then you know switch some of it to to venison it's a simple change you can make
0: great advice what about just lastly on this butchers i'm just trying to think of my butchers now i probably go in once every once a week maybe once every two weeks for something or other mm. but i can't ever remember seeing venison just there it might be something you have to ask for or get in why why do you think it is it just because of that whole popularity like we're used to cows we know and lamb and stuff some people might go oh dear no i'm not having that is that why it's just not in everybody
1: yeah it's it's driven by the market supply and demand isn't it it's it's what the market's driven by and i think i think as people's skills lessen at home as well they're scared of things like that and what to do with it you you know where you are with a rump steak or a burger or, or something. If you you know you see these unusual cuts, people can be like, or if they have a bad experience yeah. of it in a bad restaurant, then they just think it's shit. Yeah. Like people have said to me before, "Oh, scallops are rubbery." So no, you, know, you bad, bad scallops, one, badly yeah. cooked.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm gonna next time I go into my butcher's, I'm gonna ask because I've never asked and just see what they say. Yeah, it should do. It's a really it good do. butcher's, but it's you're right. It's so market driven that it's not just there when you walk in. And I think if no. you ever walked in, I'd be like, oh, hang on, I'll have some of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you think to have it more. Good farm
1: shops have it generally, yeah. but um, yeah, it'd be nice to see a bit more of it in the, in, you know, just so it's more known for people. Yeah. Not that you're going to get the wild stuff there that is more sustainable, but in supermarkets, it would just be nice just to, for that customer awareness, really.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, good one. Great question, that one. Uh, next one's from Matty, who says, if you were on Snackmasters, what yeah. would you want to replicate? Good question. So anyone who's not seen the show, just quickly, it's Channel Four, Fred Sirix, the presenter, they get like uh, chefs. Like we've seen, Daniel Clifford's been on it in the past, hasn't he? Yeah. And they go, they compete against each other to recreate as close as they can a popular food, and it could be everything from a Kit Kat chunky to a Big Mac, or you know something that you know you, you buy as fast food or as a snack, mm. obviously. So, what would you want to do or have a well, I was
1: going to ask you this as well. What you what you would, what would you want? Most of my favourite ones have been done on there.
0: Oh, really? Well, like Burger and Burger. Yeah, the, yeah.
1: Like, yeah. There's been uh, all all sorts of, like Quavers and things like that have been done.
0: I would I wouldn't do a crisp or something. That would drive me mad, and I, I'd stop caring. Okay. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like just it's just a crisp. I'd be annoyed. I'd be yeah. It's very technical, like getting the aeration. I just don't know. What's Daniel Clifford's episode? He did the the Kit Kat. I think
1: he did Kit Kat and he did one oh, this week yeah. as well. I've not watched
0: it, but shred is
1: shred is him against Claw Bozzy. Okay. I haven't seen it,
0: but no, I haven't seen that one yet. Um, but yeah, he got so into it. He was spending hundreds of pounds on bits of equipment from around the country just to yeah. perfect this Kit Kat. And he got nowhere eventually. <laughs> it's just hilarious. It's a great concept for a show.
1: Yeah, I'd like, I'd like Double Decker. That's one of my favourite chocolate bars. So.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to say, similarly, I was going to say the Snickers, because that's my, that's my favourite chocolate bar. I know it's very popular, yeah. but it's just got everything. It's got the chocolate, it's got the, that nougari mm, texture. The caramel, yeah. and the nuts and chocolates, like my fa- like So that, to try and recreate that, I'd love to do. I think. Yeah. Cause, and then the tasting process, I'd never get bored. <laughs> yeah. Quite simply. Uh, okay, next one here is from NSD160, who says What's the best way to heat up blanched veg to serve? technical question we have a technical yeah it's
1: quite quite um, technical yeah um i well i would i would say where possible where possible don't blanch it. Mm. Uh, it depends if you're in a restaurant situation or home or what i mean we we here we don't really tend to blanch veg um so if asparagus is on the menu it will not be cooked until it's um, ready wow. to go out the door Okay. ready to go over the past so you know, the asparagus even it's the jumbo stuff it'll be peeled just before service wrapped in a nice damp um, cloth and wow. then well, right um,
0: before it's being made wow
1: yeah well I won't chuck it in a big pan of boiling water for that it'll just be a shallow pan um, splash of water lid on mm-hmm. straight up to the boil for about a minute and then knob of butter to create the emulsion and then out yeah same with most green veg like that I just wouldn't um, we just don't because again, it's, it's smaller portions, it's quicker, and obviously, we want the food to be as fresh as physically possible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's not something we do. But if, you know, on bigger numbers, I understand that you have to do it. But the, be- the best way is generally to reheat it in the way that you've done it Blank. sometimes. So, if you're, if you're doing a big party and it's green beans and they're all pre blanched and iced, then you need to throw them back into a large pan of boiling water.
0: Right. Okay. A really,
1: really big pan. Yeah. So it's coming back to the heat quick out in you know, a knob of butter glaze it up that's the kind of thing you'd do. That's yep. not the kind of thing we do here. But um or if you were doing it on a small level and if you if you did want to pre branch them before service then you'd pre-blanch it ice it and then I would just in a small pan red hot if you're doing it by the, reheating by one one to two portions mm-hmm. do it in a small pan really quick tiny bit of steam with a lid on yep. and just bring it up to heat like that uh, but it will overcook very very quickly. Nice. If you're doing it like that.
0: Yeah, um, that's that's one thing I've uh, sort of I guess I've, I've noticed in some of the conversations we've had about things you do at salt specifically. Mm. I guess the advantage to having a 10 table restaurant is stuff like that, that you don't have to maybe do little compromises like blanching stuff and then leaving it ready to pop out again. You yeah. can do it really fresh because of the, the numbers. That's quite that must be satisfying.
1: Yeah, it is because it is the best way to do it. You know, like, like green veg especially. Um, you know, I've worked in restaurants before, years ago, you'd blanch it and then they'd put a two, three-day shower fluff on it and it's disgusting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: it's absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like the next day, like it might be, it's like edible, but it has a smell to it straight away to me. And asparagus, I just hate asparagus being, unless you're blanching it and you're going to serve it cold, like dress it for a salad or something. Yeah. It's fine, but if you're blanching it, reheating it, I just, I just don't think you need to. We cook it from raw every time.
0: Yeah, fair mate. Good advice. Next one's from Tom Martin who says, how do you decide how you're going to plate a dish? Cheers, lads. Love the pod. No props, Tom. Yeah, that's a great question. I don't think I've ever asked you that. Like, where, Do you have a process or do you just – is there some trial and error to it? Or do you
1: – Generally, that is like the very, very last thing I think of. Mm. Uh, it kind of automatically, gradually, this picture builds up of what it's going to um, look like. But that's not forced. Like I've said to you before, like I'm so terrible at drawing. I don't tend to draw yeah. dishes out. Yeah, yeah. I think that's not because it's not just because of that. It's not how I think. I think, like, oh, what, you know, say say it's asparagus because that's it at the moment. And we've just been talking about that. I want to, I sort of start tasting it and thinking about it and what it's going to work with. And all of a sudden, you know the ingredients that are going to work. Then you're trying it out. Yep. And you just, it sounds silly, but you just put it on the plate generally really? to
0: just spontaneous almost not overthinking it
1: just- yeah yeah because because the presentation yes it has to look great but i think if you've got great ingredients that are beautifully cooked and you've got the right balance of them mm. then making it look nice is the really 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 easy bit yeah like that sure. that I, sh- I shouldn't be stressing it, or wasting any energy over that because it's not as important
0: yeah fair.
1: you know if you've got it all together it's easy
0: to make it look nice Quick question though: Do you have you ever, or maybe in the past, not as much now, but do you ever, you know, get that all right? The components, the complexity, the the cooking's all great, and then you come to play it, and then you look at it and go, "Shit, that looks shit," and then start again.
1: Uh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do sometimes, and sometimes it does. Again, yeah, I'm not like looking for presentation first, but sometimes it d- it doesn't look right. It's hard it's to think of any examples. Together, yeah. yeah. And there there are ways of uh, describing some of the dishes and how they look, like little in jokes in the tea.
0: Oh, go on, give us. A so there's
1: one did. called side boob, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it started at Mallory. So we used to do this dish. It was like, um, like cured salmon, um, Cornish crab, and like sea vegetables, and um, something. I it was all kind of built in together. Yeah. And we used to compress the leaves of uh, gem lettuce. And right. so we used to, like, cover it. But you only saw a little bit on the side. Nice. <laughs> so that's I started a, calling it side boob. That's
0: brilliant. Say, you see, a, you see <laughs> a little bit
1: of the good stuff and you've got to lift it up to see the rest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if your colleagues know, you could say, oh, uh, how, are we, how are we dressing this salmon? Yeah. Side boob. And they know straight away. They know, right.
1: Yeah, so Laura, Laura and Gibbo here, if you say to them side boob, they know how I They know not. what
0: to do. That's brilliant. Yeah, even if
1: it's hispy cabbage, do um, yeah, lamb shoulder with a goat's curd and side oh, boob. Lovely, mate, this is too good.
0: <laughs> you, I you opened up a whole can here, though. If anyone cut right, anyone come into salt in the next few weeks or few months or whenever you booked, it, if you uh, if you see some side boob <laughs> on the plate, I stress that on the plate, then yes, yes, not not one of the other guests, yeah. I think you uh, take a photo and tweet us, but then also maybe you know, just grab the waiter and I'd grab Jack and just say, I just want to compliment Paul on his side (laughs) boop. I think that, that is absolute gold.
1: (laughs) Are there any others? Um, Off the top of my head, no, that one just come to me.
0: That is brilliant.
1: Because I I think Laura said it to me a couple of months back, we were talking about the lamb dish and like, she would do his side (laughs) boop. (laughs) <laughs> and she said it to me but that's normal to me now because that's that's the way we talk we're not talking about boobs no of course not it's,
0: not, <laughs> it's, it's transcended it's meaning It's just exactly. like actually a technical term it's just, yeah it's a technical term it has a purpose this yeah. is great nice one great <laughs> Okay, uh okay next is from Sam who says uh, when did you when do you think you found your style of food so when did you you've got I, go, I mean I remember when you talked to us about you know, opening salt, and then finally, it was like this chance to then do the thing that you just mm. wanted to do in the way you wanted to do it. But did, was there ever like a, a light bulb moment in your career that you remember going, "Oh, I think this is this is like my identity here."
1: Well, I, I know when I realised what I wanted to cook, which was when I was at French Laundry, right. and yeah. you know, it wasn't like, "Oh, so their food I wanted to cook theirs." It's is that I want. I've, I've seen this is how I. Their their philosophies are very aligned with how I think about food. Yeah. This is how I want to cook. But I've got to kind of get there. It's like I knew where I wanted to be. I didn't quite know fully how to get there. So I went. That was why I went to Sats. I wanted to find somewhere with that same ethos again to carry that through. So it wasn't about right. I go to Sats. I want to learn his food so I can cook like that. It's yeah. I want to absorb myself in that you know environment so that comes out of me more. And what um, were the crux at, of that philosophy? Um, about again, like how we were just describing plating up food. It's about. About side boobs. It's all about side boobs. You can get two side boobs on a plate. It's impressive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, this is great, isn't it? Never going to go like that. <laughs> um,
1: lost where I was going now. Um, yeah, more about, the, the again, places that appreciate the full process and places where the important things matter. So the quality of the ingredients, how they get to the plate, the final result, but not the the plate, this beautiful looking plate, which will happen, but that's not the way you think about it. Yeah. You start this like journey going all the way through it till you get to that and it's all about the texture, the flavour and just trying new things but without being risky at the same time as still being able to use things and be confident or secure enough to use things that have been done before and not thinking, I'm new, I'm fresh, I'm going to dismiss all the old stuff.
0: Yeah. It's it's
1: just, yeah. And then, you know, yeah, I think, I think it took on really, I started to although the food wasn't for the four years there it wasn't fully refined, um, but I was cooking how I really wanted to. Yeah. Um, yeah. again, the same with Mallory, we, you know, we moved there, but it w- was never fully there because I was, you know, having to sort of adapt it ever so slightly.
0: Yeah, a little bit of compromise.
1: Yeah, so I've known for a long time, essentially, but it was just getting it right and making it fit the place. But, you know, the food has evolved slightly here, and I'll just let it take its natural evolution. You don't let it force.
0: And I guess if you don't, don't force it. Yeah, exactly. I guess if anyone was going to say, how do I find, you know, I haven't found my style yet, it probably goes back to the thing we were saying the other week, where in a normal world without COVID, it's the trying to, to, to nostalgia places and, and, and travel a bit and get that experience because then it'll just naturally sort of happen. It's like you yeah. just and gain the experience and the life experience, not even food experience, then it just sort of cut, it just sort of happens, I guess, maybe. I
1: yeah, know. and you've, you've got to ask yourself why do I want to cook like that? Do you want to cook like that because you've seen it on the ground?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: and if, if that's why, then that's not right. It's not authentic. Mm-hmm. Or is it because... Two and three star boys do that. Yeah, yeah, girls do that. Like, that is that? Why no? It's like you just genuinely have to believe and love the sort of the process you're taking, and that's how you'll be truly successful at it. I think.
0: Yeah, nice top advice, mate. Okay, a question from Stefan who says, um, "Ah, this is in response to our toast chat the other way, where Brett Brett got a nailing because Brett (laughs) and many new listeners basically said that." If he was just having marmalade on toast, he'd just have no butter. Yeah,
1: marmalade or marmalade or jam on toast, there's no butter going on No there.
0: butter on it, which is mental to me. Yeah. But Stefan raises a really good point. So he says, all for butter on toast before the topping slash spread, but a guy I worked with recently is adamant that butter does go on a piece of toast before the Nutella. Now, okay. that, this is an really interesting one because... This is one spread we did not talk about, but my gut says no, but then I'm thinking, why not so what what do you think
1: my, my gut says no, but I'm not sure because i um it's not something I ever eat. I'm not a fan of Nutella on toast. Are I find you? it a bit weird, yeah ah, okay, yeah, it doesn't work really i mean i'm a, I'm mainly a savory person on toast anyway sure. um apart from marmalade or jam mm-hmm. um yeah, chocolate on toast it's not really my thing, yeah sure. um no. So I couldn't tell you what I've had before. I've probably not had it since I was a little kid. Mm. Um, I would go with it because it's quite wet yeah. and it's fat. It's fatty. It's all, like, all oil-based, isn't it? Palm yeah, oil and nut exactly. oil. Um, but different in the way peanut butter is. Yeah, that's fatty, but it's not like butter it's fatty. fatty. It's not yeah. moist. Um, so I, I'd I'd probably go with no because I don't think it would need it because yeah.
0: it's think got, miss it. got that fat. Yeah, I don't think you'd miss it if it's not there with natellus especially yeah i think that's a bit weird but i mean see, I, i'd still try it to see like is this bringing enough to the table
1: so i had last night i just i had a um i had a crumpet last night and i i didn't have any butter out but it was in the fridge i normally have it in the cupboard mm. and it was rock hard and i didn't want to fuck about it spreading it so i just got i've got some of the marmite peanut butter in the cupboard oh nice i just put that on it and it was so dry
0: Oh, yeah, I bet. It needed
1: butter as well. Yes. So confirm what we spoke about last week. Good. Peanut butter Uh, needs butter for me, especially on a crumpet.
0: Yeah, I'm in all agreement, and I don't think it needs it before Nutella. So maybe Nutella's in a unique club of its own that it doesn't need butter. Um, I think it's weird enough
1: to be on its own anyway. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. you. There we go, Stefan. We've cleared that up. Okay, we've got some... Lovely cowboy stories this week. I think we've got like four or so. So let's get through these. They're really good. A really quick one to start us off from Matt, who messaged us simply saying um, that he knew someone that blended garlic bulbs, so I guess raw, yeah. straight into a tin of tomatoes to make a quote-unquote pasta sauce. Disgusting.
1: <laughs> Disgusting.
0: Now, I. It's funny, when he said that, I've seen recipes online more than one and maybe even in books that say about blending chopped tomatoes and raw garlic to make sauces that you pour over things. Uh, Maybe it's not as bad if you're pouring that over like some meat or whatever and then putting it in the oven because I suppose that's different.
1: Yeah I suppose it would be a bit different but still it's it's just not (laughs) it's not the proper way to do it Um, you know there's a reason you cook the garlic out to develop the flavour. Yeah 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 you know, you're developing the flavour which permeates through the tomato or, or whatever it may be. Just blending in just doesn't do that. You just blend in a raw garlic through it.
0: Yeah, no, that's it's pretty. Yeah, good. it's, it's garlic just,
1: is... I'd love to hear a guy like that try and defend the reasons why it's just lazy when they should just be honest and just be now. i a lazy fucker.
0: Yes, you're right. That is, there is no other reason. Yeah. Number one reason for doing that is laziness. Therefore, and it, okay. every guy, their attitude,
1: every fucking person that does that will always try and justify it with some bullshit reason of yeah i've seen this chef do it and uh, it's a really well recognized technique and fuck off mate just say <laughs> and we'll understand say i'm a lazy bastard
0: yeah i love that i love that i love that that's the sort of stuff that gets you riled up <laughs> it's not <laughs> a lot that gets me riled up about food mate. i know <laughs> But is it, actually, it's weird about garlic, isn't it? How something that is so like garlic—I mean, just the taste of like a garlic—you know, just simple garlic butter on some bread—is just one of mm. them. Like, but raw garlic is like horrible. Yeah, it's so over. Like, isn't it weird that something that is you can yeah, have so in, so many different dishes as well. Garlic is in there and it's beautiful, and it's you miss it and when it's not there. But yet raw, it's like nope. Yeah, right near that. Yeah.
1: It's man the closest we eat it to raw is garlic bread cuz you'll blend it into your butter. Yeah, yeah. And then bake it and it will have a slight rawness to it but it works cuz it's in the bread and it's slightly cooked and it's just two ingredients in it garlic and butter essentially.
0: If you're making garlic butter are you do you roast off the or do you like make a puree out of it first or
1: No I tend to do the classic way is you just like hash it and fold it through the butter. Yeah. It is nice okay. to do roasted and bind it through the butter yeah. it's nice but you get a very very different animal
0: um there was i i saw this on it when i was like a teenager i saw this on a jamie show uh yeah. one of his shows and and i actually thought that this was quite a clever oh uh, this would be interesting to see whether you think this is cowboy whether this is this is a hack because okay I think this is a hack he to make quick garlic toast or garlic bread if you're not mm. like you know all the time or whatever he'd say get your bread and and then grill that or toast that and bring that out, then get a s get a garlic clove raw and then cut it in half. Yeah. And then with the the raw side, sort of the wet, moist middle, yeah. you scrape that over the toast, throw it away, and then just butter your bread. Okay. And it tastes like garlic garlic bread. what do you make of that? Um it's <laughs> but odd, isn't it? If- <laughs> hey it, feels not, like a no, it does work because you take and it oh yeah of course it does yeah face of it so but yeah
1: cowboy it's an easy way to do it it just seems like um seems a waste of garlic it's a waste to of have a little rub and that. it's literally
0: because yeah. honestly and then, because it's raw any more than like three scrapes it's too much you yeah it's literally three scrapes and then you bin it so it's a massive waste uh yeah is that cowboy more cowboy than hack um
1: i'd, I'd say because it's a home thing and you're doing it for yourself it's hard to say cowboy 'Cause yeah. you're not trying to get ahead, it's just a bit it's a bit it's a bit different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're just being nice. You wanna be a cowboy. You wanna say it's cowboy. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right, next one is uh, where are we? Next one's from Stefan oh it might be the same Stefan. Um, here we go. This is a cowboy story for you guys. I worked at a gym bar. The head chef was from China but thought he sounded cool as fuck if he tried saying anything in French. Anyway, we had a seven course tasting menu for 70 quid per person. He ran out of jus about four or five hours before service. Instead of making it, he boiled red currant jelly, red wine, and thickened it with agar. Obviously it didn't work and tasted of what I can only imagine shite would taste. (laughs) I didn't, uh, I still don't understand his thought process behind that he still served it for obvious reasons i no longer work there i mean it's not even a question is it that is yeah that is as bad as it gets that's just
1: fucking awful
0: red currant jelly red wine boiled and then agar i mean yeah i mean there's a few things to sort of dissect here so like red
1: currant chinese red currant jelly is just sweet (laughs) and red wine's obviously acidic and when you boil that, it's just going to look that ready purpley colour. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. So you couldn't... I don't even know yeah, you're going to fob that off as jus. You'd at least yeah, yeah. put a bit of... If you were that way inclined, a bit of Bisto in it or something. Yeah, you're to, right.
0: Because it would be shiny red, wouldn't it? It would look like blood. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and I don't know I don't know if he'd written that bit down wrong or not. Agar. He can't have used agar because that doesn't thicken anything. That sets it to a jelly. Oh. So I assumed he would have... Meant something else there because if you put agar in, then it's still going to be exactly the same liquid. But as soon as it drops, get into sixty degrees or below, it's set to a jelly. So it's never going so to be thicker. Eggs. Yeah, so I assume, assume it, or maybe it's just a typo there or something. But know um, this it makes it even more cowboy. I know. Yeah, that's because yeah. it's never going to be thin. It'd be like water. Yeah. Um, exactly. The, the the sugar from the red currant jelly will probably thicken it up a bit, but oh, is... make it syrupy. But oh, what a
0: dirty, that dirty, is dirty bastard! That is that is bad This is as... lazy, Sorry, isn't lazy. it? Well, we're we're four we've two for two, Cowboys so far. No, like yeah. we're two for two. This is the town's full of them today. <laughs> okay, next one. Um. Oh, now this is from your mate. Now I don't want to say his name unless he what he may want to re- remain anonymous for this. Um. I don't know who Adam? Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't him, so. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Okay, so Adam, as in Bateman, who was in series two, <laughs> two of the podcast, I think. Yeah, was he it? was yes. series He messaged us saying, uh, "There's a couple here. So mushroom soup. I guess this is from one of the restaurants he used to work in. Yeah, uh, made out of mushrooms. Oh yeah, bread and milk. Cold. Just blitzed it. Fuck's <laughs> sake. That is." for fuck's sake couldn't even be bothered to
1: apply heat to it (laughs) so they've made Uh, um, it's sort of like a a mushroom smoothie yeah it is or or gazpacho because of the bread Mm -hmm. what the what the actual fuck is that
0: do you know what not scares me that's way too strong but do you know what is funny about this is especially like hotels or places like so they do this they must be getting away with it all the time no one ever says anything um, yeah, there's it a lot of stuff. it doesn't mean they're going. This is incredible. no, they've they've just. But it's nowhere near as bad to complain.
1: No, and I, I'll tell you a good reason why a lot of places don't complain is because a lot of these places are filled with corporate guests that aren't paying. They'll say yeah, it's shit, but true. they're not losing any money. They don't tend they don't to plan. moan. They're like, oh, yeah. that suit was shit, or, or well, that was uh, a bit weird. But they, they're not feeling the cost in a pocket. It's not a special yeah. occasion. They're not saving up for. So they they will get very little complaints. Yeah, they'll probably have a lot. A lot of them still, the soup cups still full, and people won't really um, sort of make. Uh, yeah, you're so true. Yeah, you know, won't really notice it. But that, I'm trying to think of like the the thought process this person's gone through. It's like, right, I'm in the shit or whatever, and I want to make some soup. Uh, I need to make mushroom soup, or I'm behind, or I can't be bothered. Right, I could just blend it into milk. <laughs> And then they're like, "Oh, that's really thin. Yeah. Oh, I can't add flour because that's raw, and I'm too lazy to heat this up. Bread? <laughs> I'll just blend bread. I'll oh, win. We did that in his gazpacho once. <laughs> that's that's their like thought process,
0: yeah, you're right? You're actually right. That and is- I bet, I bet they were there. Boys are born. Is, are yes, like, you just you, you yeah. nailed it.
1: And I can imagine them tasting it and seasoning it a little bit, like cooking it. And this is what cowboys have yeah. on their fucking section as well, right? Every cowboy has one of these. Go on. If they bother seasoning, right? Other and than any, any. Anyone who's out there who's got this, I put you in that category oh, as well. Oh,
0: God, I'm nervous for everyone.
1: So they have a tub, right, of table salt, right? <laughs> and mixed into that is cracked black pepper. <laughs> it's a two-for-one. A two-for-one yeah. two seasoning yeah, that is just
0: that's, fucking abhorrent. That, in a nutshell, is a shortcut. A shit shortcut. That's a mini cowboy straight away. So that is the perfect identity of a cowboy. Soft Awful. pepper in one tub.
1: Because they season everything, and it's like this This big claw hand comes in, <laughs> unloads, <laughs> like... And then, even if it's something white, you've got all these... Because it's not ground pepper, it's crack. So they're yeah. almost half fucking oh, peppercorns, no. some of yeah, yeah. them. like uh, No balance, no... Yeah, no it's, it's just like...
0: balance as well, because it's not even like, yeah, this needs more pepper and less salt. You know, it's just every dish, same applies. Bang, bang, yeah.
1: bang. Oh, Christ. So I don't care what stick I get from that. If you have that, you are a cowboy. Yeah. That is it. And I, I know a lot of people will agree so with me on that. Minute,
0: at the minute, is a cowboy looks like this. They've got salt and pepper pot to, mm, combined. Yeah. Got black... Black whites, <laughs> yeah, and spurs. Well, Spurs on. I mean, it'd be a bit of an added bonus if they had Spurs on. I can't imagine this yeah. is this going. Fucking hell, I wear my Spurs every day. <laughs> they are. They are the key signs. They are. They are the
1: key yeah. signs. When I um, when I started at TUD, the first day in the middle of the stove, they had. Uh, um, Salt pot with black pepper, crap black pepper in. I walked straight up, binned it in front of the I was like, this is the last time you'll ever be using that shit.
0: Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> they were like, what? Fair. Like, yeah. Just throwing
1: our seasoning away. Do we not season anymore? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, love it. Um, Adam also said this one, which is quite a similar sort of vein. I imagine it was the same place. He says, also, white wine cream sauce made from white wine, dessert whipped cream from a can. Fucking hell. I mean, what happened? I mean, would that not split if you just tried to combine those? If you just literally, without heat or anything, just went bang, would they split? No. I'm, su- I'm sure they would have had to apply heat to that one. Yeah. I'm sure they would oh. have. Yeah. Disgusting. Oh, awful. Three awful. for three on the Cowboys. Let's for... make it four for four. Okay. Next one from John. Hi, guys. Love the show. Always listen um, on my lockdown walks. Love that jump. At my first ever job in a crappy hotel which catered for coach parties. The head chef used to make prawn cocktails to order by throwing a handful of frozen prawns in a bowl, pouring boiling water over them from the tea urn, then placing the lukewarm, placing them, those prawns, lukewarm on top of the salad with a sauce made from the cheapest mayo and tomato puree because he said ketchup was too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> he also okay. used to make gravy oh this is a two for one here make gravy by boiling a pan of beef bouillon made from a tub getting a ladle of oil directly out of the, fr- the dirty fryer uh, uh, mixing it with a handful of flour then whisking it into the boiling pan of stock to thicken it Safe to say I left there immediately after witnessing this utter rodeo, along with another chef then that started a few days before me, who then, I believe, reported them to the EHO. Thankfully, I got a job at an amazing Three Roselle Country House Hotel and could start learning properly after that. Nice one, John. Great message. Unbelievable cowboys here. Again, not a question, is it? Uh,
1: not a question at all, especially the pro one. The prom one if it, it is just... It's just fucking wrong. One yeah. is like it's it just just get a few defrosted, just lay them out on a tray, let them defrost naturally. That's all you need to do with frozen. Cuz that won't on. take that long. Yeah, it's not it's not even a job. It's not like a a job. You're not having to peel them, and blanch them. They're just yeah. there. You just defrost them. It's that's the height of laziness. Oh. Um and what can happen, You put boiling water on them. Just quick defrost. They're going to, you know, they're going to denature Rubble. even more and go, yeah. you know, rubbery and horrible. Yeah. And you know, there's yeah, you've got Fucking food safety risks in there as well. No,
0: that is outrageous. What about the um the sort of uh the source part? It's, what it's is that sauce called? Everyone call, seems to call, call it something different. You know, the pinky, so it's a Thousand Island dressing. So thousand island uh, Mary dressing. Rose, I know it has. Mary, yeah, Mary Rose. So, so is is it, Thousand is Island's
1: it? got veg and stuff in it. Oh, okay,
0: yeah. Um, so is it, is it just ketchup and mayo? Because surely that's not it. What is it,
1: actually? Um, pretty much. They're the main thing. You need mayonnaise and you need ketchup. Sometimes a bit of brandy, some lemon, oh, okay. stuff like that. A Worcestershire sauce sometimes. Floating around those kind of things. but. yeah. Yeah, tomato puree isn't going to give you any near what ketchup does. Ketchup's got all the sweetness and the spice. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's what it's that's what it's for. Um, Yeah, yeah. That's just it's just late. And how much are they charging that they can't afford to use a fucking spoon of ketchup?
0: I know, Christ. Because ketchup's not expensive. I I, even if they went own brand ketchup, it's better than tomato puree. I was thinking because I was uh, own brand ketchup can't be. I would have thought it was less than tomato puree. I don't know. But that is just outrageous That's dirty. And then the worst part maybe is the gravy with the, the getting oil from the fryer. It's I mean, Christ, that is bad. That is report-worthy. So, so what
1: is based that on? He's, so that, have you ever heard of a beurre
0: Yes, but so that's a, I've heard so of it, but don't tra- know exactly what it is.
1: Traditional method of thickening sauces. Oh, it's like doing a roux backwards. Right. I'm not a fan of it, really.
0: Yeah, with the with flour and butter together, like making yeah. So you make
1: your roux cold, and then you whisk it into your bowl. Sorry, stock. yeah, I
0: thought it was just called a roux.
1: Yeah. Ah, right. No, no it's because it's, yeah. it's kind of bad. I'm not a fan of that anyway. We did it a bit in
0: college, but it's something that I think I always think you, you don't practice. Like a, yeah, I, I, because I've sometimes done it at home, but I've always thought of it as a fix because I fucked up.
1: Yeah, but spe- that might have been how it's created originally. Who knows? But leaves
0: um, you out of the. I'm just not
1: a fan of it. I don't yeah. feel you've got the right control over it. So it's not something. It's not something many chefs practice really. No. So he's thinking beurre but he's using dirty fat from the fryer. It's what fucking
0: outrageous. Dirty fat. <laughs>
1: bas- it's going to smell of that. Yeah. Fucking fat. That's disgusting. This
0: guy. Because just- you hear of
1: people making like big loads of bechamel with a burmanate so doing it the wrong way around and i think i i don't like that cuz you know the milk starts to catch at the bottom yeah 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 and then you've got to yeah. cook it more you've just got to you just got to go with the the classic roux and cook it out as you go and it's ready it's not oh. it's not hard especially on on mass as well
0: yeah Fuck me. Well, that's the sheriff, and we're four for four. Everyone is in. This is the biggest... a lot of sheriffs in this town. There is. <laughs> there too many sheriffs for this town. <laughs> Unbelievable. We need to, we've need. we got to get some merch now. I'm thinking not just the mugs with the sheriff's badge on that you can give to people, but yeah. now deliberate black pepper and salt pots. <laughs> but you have to take them home because obviously there's no place for them in a kitchen. But that is brilliant. <laughs> just your, your cowboy salt and pepper pot. That's it. Yeah. Cowboy Salt Hot yeah. Pot. That's just brilliant. Brilliant. If anyone out there listening can ha- make that happen for us, get in contact, because we would love to start dishing them out to people. Yeah. Sort of secret Santa gifts at Christmas in the kitchens. <laughs> okay. Uh, a bit of cereal, Jack. Just quickly, I know Brett, as in Brett that runs the cooking school with you there at Salt, he um, wanted to comment on hot Weetabix. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, I... I know a lot of people do this. They heat their Weetabix up. Like working in radio, there was a guy that did a breakfast show in the same building as me. And every day, like clockwork, he would, like as soon as his show finished, one minute passed, he'd go to the kitchen, Weetabix in, measured out the, the, the same amount of milk every day, and he'd heat that up
1: and wow. then
0: sprinkle a bit of sugar on it.
1: I bet he folds his Jim Jams.
0: Definitely. He was yeah. that kind of guy. Really lovely guy. Got on really well with him, but so yeah. particular, it was unbelievable. I just, I think if you're heating Weetabix up, I would just rather have... If I'm having a hot... I'd just rather have porridge. I don't want... Oh, uh, right, porridge. yeah. Like, I'm not the biggest porridge fan in, in the world anyway, but I just don't see... I prefer Weetabix cold. I don't think you need to heat that up, personally. Yeah,
1: I mean, when I was younger, sometimes we definitely would have... would just Weetabix in, you'd heat it with the milk and pour it over.
0: Mm.
1: Like that. Yeah, that was... Um, it was all right. It would turn mushy very quickly. Oh, really quick. Um, yeah. And it is like a weird porridge. It's porridge that's not porridge.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because porridge, if there's a bit of bite to porridge though, you still feel like you're eating it. Hot Wheat yeah. bits in milk, you're not biting. No, it's mush and it's slop. It's sort of yeah. like soup. It's yeah. odd. I just, it's not satisfying. But
1: what did Brett put on top of it, he said?
0: Oh, I don't have that in front of me, I don't think. So. Um, crunching up cornflakes. Oh, that was it. it. Yeah. yeah. That's so fine. A bit, a bit of
1: substance. Yeah, yeah. That, that works. I remembered how I, when I was reading that, how I used to have um, Wheat Bix as a kid and it was... Wheat and I'd just like I'd lay like golden demerara sugar over the Ooh, top, hey, hey, hey. so you cover the top. So I'd add a layer and then cold milk, yeah. and I'd eat it really fast. But <laughs> demerara's got that proper crunch to it, hasn't
0: so it? So true, man. Oh, and it's I
1: got it. got a nicer flavour than white sugar. So um
0: I'm in the mood. Yeah, I used to enjoy today. that. I, I want cereal for lunch today. I really <laughs> do, but
1: I, c- I couldn't have it with sugar over it now. No, Come on, that's no. Too, too too sweet. I'm getting no, I, too old
0: now. I'll often put like some depending on the thing like if it's muesli or something that's got no added sugar like a bit of honey for that like uh, yeah yeah but, but i never just chuck sugar on the top ever now no never no that'd be yeah weird. when you're a kid you're like phew, phew.
1: yeah when when i was a kid i used to want it on frosties and i'm be like no you can't <laughs> like, no frosties i normally have it with cornflakes that's it's already exactly. got it on <laughs> that's like, but it, like I, I wanted the crunch of it yeah. that's like
0: mashed potato and roast potatoes for Sunday together <laughs> on the same plate for the Sunday, which is I know a common thing too, yeah. too much Wait. yeah ah uh, amazing great batch of questions this week yes. really keep good please keep them coming we'll, we'll endeavour to keep doing this until we can get guests back which uh, again as we say is, is very soon um, let's do one way road com. where are we at oh it looks good every week it looks better and better so as we know we can now have beer in beer gardens parks with five friends, beer slash food in the pub, so opening up from when people are listening to this 24 days. Yeah. Wow. That is nothing.
1: That's all right, isn't it Inside. Yeah, yeah. Inside. I went out Saturday with some mates, and by, by midnight it was bloody cold. I had my big coat on. It's tough, innit? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we
0: did that Saturday night. A few people came over for a couple of beers, and we sat out on our decking. And it was like 11 at night and we were like, you know, blankets and kind of, we were like, what are we doing? Like, this is desperate, this is.
1: Yeah, we went to the Woodsman just down the road from here. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was How lovely. Was it? Uh, just me a couple of mates, lovely I and mean, the food's great there. Just had some yeah. nibbles and I I started at five and I was on the cocktail straight away. It was Hello. like old fashioned, straight in there. Oh, oh, but I started with one that I never mentioned, actually, and I absolutely love, a Bloody Mary. Oh, OK. Love, yeah, especially because yeah. I had a hangover Saturday anyway ideal straight, straight in with a bloody mary mm, the beautiful um, yeah and then they were giving out hot water bottles there actually which i thought was a really nice touch wow now yeah that, all t- like nice colour
0: level that is yes yeah, if awesome i was actually front and centre of the website before the menus yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have hot water bottles like that yeah. is just i don't care if your beers taste a piss i'm coming <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was only uh, like my mate, I'd booked it for my mates, some mates from Coventry, and they just couldn't wait for like their first pulled pint in yeah. s- five months or whatever it is. And it is different. It does taste different. Uh, but they, they didn't have the no. uh, beer on draft. No, they were good. Here.
0: They had to drink bottled. Oh, that is gu- that is devastating because that was the one thing. The first time we went back, we had a pulled pint of purity. Yeah, nice gold. And I just. Because the bottles, it still tastes great, but you know, you maybe you leave them, you get them straight out the fridge, so they they are too cold, mm. and then they're too fizzy because there's yeah. sediment in the bottom. The pulled pint is is just a different experience altogether. It is, isn't it? it, it?
1: Really is. You can't- they were good. It's, and the, the guy said, "Well, you know, we just we're not expecting because it's not a pub, they I expect it yeah. to be that busy. So I don't. It's not worth getting all the lines off. Fair enough. Yeah. So then we went down to a pub and. Stayed there for like five hours.
0: Nice mate. <laughs> what a day. What a time to be alive. It's okay. I up. know, right? We're coming back. <laughs> awesome. Right, same time next week. Yes, mate, definitely. Catch you later. <laughs>